Thought Bubble Audio. Well, hello. Been a while. Long time no hear or listen. Hello, friends and lovers of all things loud women. We are back. It's me, your favorite potato in chief, Tookie Kavanaugh, alongside with my dear friend and co-host, Marissa Emanuel. And uh, yeah. Oh, let's party, shall we? Let's party. We're so excited to be back. It's been a long, a long journey. We said, Tookie and I just said, you know, we're not going to do that whole recap what's happened in the last, you know, year we've been offline because... Sucks, sucks. Who gives a shit? No one cares. We've all been sitting in our house. Okay, okay. But but in my defense, I did say 2020 was the year of the FUPA. And and I feel like sweatpants and clothing that kind of highlights the area um, had a real resurgence in like a positive way. I think that's very true. I will say, yeah, I've been watching a lot of TikTok. I've been very deep in like TikTok culture over the last several months. And I'm feeling like this new like comfortability with my body and with like all these Gen Z people are inspiring me to like, yeah, wear the high rise jean shorts, show the fupa. Like who gives a shit? Like, yeah, I'm embracing this new beautiful like I don't give a fuck. Fupa, year of the fupa, high rise, like leggings, all of this stuff. Totally on point. You nailed it. Thank, thank you. I mean, I didn't intend for like a whole pandemic to accompany that. But like, here we are. We won't blame you. I won't hold thank, it against you. Thank well, you. We're so excited to be back. It's season three of Shrill. Uh, we are excited to be back. Sad it's the final season. Ugh. Honestly, kind of stoked we even got three seasons. Like, let's be honest. A show about a fat woman on television doesn't normally last that long. So I'm sad it's over, but I'm happy that it happened. Oh my gosh. How could they forsake us like this? This story could, I, I just, I don't, I refuse to accept that there is an ending to this story arc, at least. It's, it's really, it's a, it's a disappointment, but you know, we're taking it one episode at a, t- at a time, just mm-hmm. like you guys, we're going to go one week at a time and, um, and we'll just kind of, we'll just kind of get through it together. We'll work through the emotions and, mm-hmm. and we'll kind of, we'll kind of get through it. So you want to, uh, want to jump into episode one? Um, I just, okay, listen, I just want to know now that we've had a summer of like racial reckoning, are white people really that comfortable talking about who jizzed on who? Like on, I just, I just, I have a lot of questions about that opening scene. So that was a lot. Let's jump. So, so that was, you know, I made the mistake of watching that episode on my lunch break, uh, you know, oh. living that remote life now as we all are. And I didn't need to watch that at noon. That was a lot I, for noon. I love you, but that's why you fucked up. That was my fault. I should have known. I should have known coming into it. And so honestly, like very on brand for the show. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Again, love to see this like beautiful plus size woman in her glory with this stunning lingerie as always, like A plus work in the costume department. Coming in with that that premature ejaculation, that was a choice. That was a way mm. to start the season, their final mm. season. But I kind of respected that bold choice. Yeah, I and just uh, it's not even that it happened; it's the amount that happened. It's so small, just like a little. <laughs> just- a little drop i just i just, I just 
Okay, right. Um, I have friends who've um, who've laughed at me when complaining about being in a very uh, committed hetero relationship, and um, my my disdain for the uh, as I call it surplus of jizz in my life. Uh, oh my God! Sorry to Terry <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> but. <laughs> So like, wow, like, you know, a little, um, a little coffee stirrer amount. Cool. Like, wow. Shouldn't it always be that way? I was, I was, um, I was surprised to see that this was such an ego hit for him and that this was such a like problem. And then I liked the part when she essentially echoed your sentiment, which was that's fine. Like, cool. And then that also sent him into a spiral. So this man was (laughs) deeply unstable, but, um, I don't think that had anything to do with his amount of. Sur- surplus surplus as we call it uh of yeah. product yeah where did she find him who where did she swipe is I my question a lot of questions because right from the out right out of the gate i was like that man there's an energy there that i don't feel comfortable with <clears throat> but it was but it was a choice one thing i did take note of is that uh this man did have a bed frame he had multiple yes. pillows. He appeared to have a matching set of sheets. There was two bedside tables with lamps on both sides. I was like, yeah. all right, you know what? That man has a lot of issues, but he's got a, a real bed, and that's a step up from where we last left our friend He's Annie. got, yeah, no, there's actual, like, thought put, you know, okay, but I just, mm, I, We're not past on the, the one, chiz yet, are we? N- no, but also, <laughs> but also, I- Okay, I knew he didn't quite live alone. I suspected at least that he didn't quite live alone because I'm like, okay, I know it's Portland. It's not L.A. No kind of man who um, excretes that size load uh, can afford that size house in L.A. Um, So this is definitely Portland, but I know he's not living there by himself especially with that kind of taste and decor and that kind of stair rail. He didn't pick that house for that stair rail. Maybe he's, I I got maybe like divorced vibes from him. Like maybe his Uh. like wife had given some of that initial like decor, but I agree Uh. that it definitely, the house didn't match the man. Um, Yeah. Uh, Yes. But you know, that said the man uh, made incredible ribs he was a cook. He, you know, he, you know, there were some skills there. So, you know, this did appear to be a fully baked adult man um, mm. compared to mm. some of the other men she's dated in some ways. So mm-hmm. I'll take it. I, I will say I took issue with um, obviously the barbecue sauce butthole piece. I think specifically I took issue with the fact when he was like, no, it's not going to it's not spicy. It's not going to it's not going to sting. I'm like, no, that's um, no, Mm-mm. that's going to sting. Mm-mm. That's it doesn't matter. That is not a good feeling. So Mm-mm. I think Mm-mm. I would have left the house at that point. And that's why we see that our friend Annie here has had some growth, but not that much growth. If she had not had enough much. growth, she would have left that house. You know, I, I watched this episode and immediately threw out the bottles of, of stubs in our fridge. Like I just. <laughs> I, was... I did just finish a nice pulled pork dinner and now I'm feeling weird about it. So yeah, excellent. I will say my last thought on this gentleman and then we can leave him in the past where he belongs is that. <laughs> He gave her a Tupperware container of to-go ribs. And I thought that yeah. that was, again, like I've got very mixed feelings about this gentleman, really problematic. But you know what? Who gets a to-go bag? Who gets a doggy bag after a one-night stand? Not many Oh, people. no, no, no. You know, that's a thing. It's um, 
in some in some circles it's called a to bag where somebody no i'm not even joking <laughs> where like the guy will give you like a little going away present full of like some stuff like some extra socks or <laughs> like a little mini lotion like it's a thing it's a thing That's except not with ribs but I feel like I missed out on my single days. I never quite experienced this <laughs> this beautiful um, expression of affection. So I will keep that in mind and make sure my friends know that they should be looking out. Um. So so any any final thoughts on um our, our gentleman from the the beginning with the barbecue ribs? I'm glad he was self aware enough to recognize how um it's just as I think it, the phrasing was like unusually awful, just like exceptionally awful that date was. There was yeah. something sincere about that moment that I appreciated because it's yeah. true. In those moments, you're like, you want to just say, you know, do, do we both know this is bad? Like, this is really bad, right? This didn't go well. And there's something freeing about knowing you're not crazy. It indeed did not go well. No, no, no. Um, and like, you know, shout out to him for being proactive about his hair because, you know, it, I, I've, I have been hatfished in the past. Uh, you know what hat fishing is all about. Yes, I imagine that is covering up of a of a baldness that is intended to be deceitful. It's why uh, Renee Zellweger divorced Kenny Chesney. <laughs> and that's too bad because I, you know, I love a bald man. My husband's a bald man. I think it's beautiful to embrace it. Shows yeah. a different type of confidence. But you know what? He's being proactive. That's a thing for him. Mm -hmm. God bless him, you know. Men's health. Men's health. It's important, guys. That's what we're all about here at the Loud Women Podcast. Uh, men's health. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we're, let's shift back over. Let's talk about everything that went down at uh, the Weekly Thorn. Let's talk about the uh, mm -hmm. where we left off in the workplace, and then we can shift over to the, sort of the Fran and Emily storyline here. Mm. So let's start over in the workplace. You know, we, we jump back in. Amadi's got to be the big tough boss and let, let a bunch of people go, cut back their hours, that's a bummer. Annie's safe, which, again, this girl keeps falling ass backwards into, like, career success, which, good for her. She wrote a really great article. Uh, but to be the only one that is still full-time on that staff, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know how to feel about it. It's like, hmm, it, this is – for me, I'm looking at Annie kind of in the lens of when Lil Nas X only had Old Town Road <laughs> and everybody was just kind of like, all right, you know, like you're huge right now, but what are you going to do next? And it took a while, but then he got to slide down a stripper pole. It took him to, some time, though. You know, you it don't strike gold twice in a row. You don't. So you she's don't. she's being given that benefit of the doubt, which that's great. So we got right. we got our friend Gabe who shows back up. Um, our our worst nightmare, our enemy. Okay, pause. His manicure was so distracting. I could not I could not get through the scene without being distracted by that manicure. Ooh, I didn't even notice it. I watched it twice. I gotta go back and look again. For the <laughs> I feel like he always has pretty strong, pretty strong manicure. Um, but yeah, I'll have to go back and uh, take a look. Uh, so you know, he comes in. He signed a book deal. He's clearly thriving, rubbing his success mm -hmm. in everyone's face while they're you know losing their hours, losing their money. And he throws one little dig at Annie there in front of everybody. I've prevailed <sighs> against curvy young writers with anger issues. So we set the we set the tone that apparently this is going to continue to be a feud that we will carry into season three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gabe always Gabe always gave me a lot of you know. But why don't Black Lives Matter to Black people? Kind of energy. Ooh, that's actually that's exactly what it is, right? 
Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, right? Just the... <laughs> I, I was thinking, too, I was kind of like, all right, we're still doing the, like, Gabe shitting on fat people thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a li- it's a little tired. Like, I get it. He's a fabulous performer. He's a fabulous actor. Also, you know, just recently announced that he will be appearing in Tiger King as Joe Exotic. <laughs> Very exciting news. He's incredible. But I was like, you know what? I don't really need another season of Gabe being fat phobic. Um, right. But if that's where we are, that's that's where we are. And I hate how much I love that casting choice of him as Joe Exotic. I I really do. It's really on point. It's I <laughs> I, I can't think of anybody better. He's got that like unhinged manic kind of yeah. scary energy that just works. So we'll be we'll be watching that. Okay, but here's you know the fact that this was actually news and stuck around in the news. I think is a sign of uh, better days ahead because last year got so crazy that near the end of the year, we forgot about Tiger King. Like that's how bad shit everything got. You look in quarantine in phases, right? You're like, oh, that was Tiger yeah. King. That was that was early days. <laughs> I forgot. I don't re- even remember. Like we've already been through Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars. Like that's how and- many iterations we've been through now. Okay, but not only that, but the day of her first appearance, the family of her missing husband putting out an ad like, if you know any information, and if you know that Carol did it, please call this. Like, what? (laughs) Don't even get me started on Dancing with the Stars casting. That is a guilty pleasure that I am not proud I've acquired in the last year. I did watch every episode. If you'd like to discuss it online, tweet me at hi this is marissa we can i'd happy to sidebar with you total total train wreck yes um so anyway excited to watch john and cameron john cameron mitchell show back up in uh in tiger king looking forward to that um so back to the office we've got uh we've got nick back so nick i think was uh in the last one of the last the final episodes from from this past mm-hmm. season really interesting you know I, I i made the note i said oh they've got such strong chemistry but then i realized like ad bryant as a performer just has mm. chemistry with like literally everyone like she yeah, just you yeah. just buy it like she's like locked in with everybody she's talking to i think the character of annie has such a fun like quirky energy it was so fun to watch her just like tripping over herself so excited to to be in his presence like that was just kind of fun to watch i love that little awkward banter that they had it's like she's so i okay ad bryant we stand because she's such an underrated actor like she just is so good she just embodies any role and i i felt that when she was just like i i, I i'm a chicken rib too like i don't know what she was saying when, but the one i wrote down was when she was like he asked her to get coffee and she was like who am I gonna ask my daddy and I just I'm like you're so weird like this character is so weird and speaks in such a weird way the writing is just so beautiful in that like Mm -hmm. super strange adorable way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I like that sorry go ahead oh no 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 I I was just gonna say I I wonder how much of that was ad-libbed because because of how yeah, just because of how natural it is, because it's like how much of how much of 80s own charm is coming through in that regard. But if it is written down, kudos, props and beautifully acted in that way. I love to watch, you know, obviously, like I watch SNL every week. I love, you know, she 80 was off for like the first half of the season shooting, shooting Shrill, mm-hmm. obviously. And when she comes back, it's so funny to watch her doing certain sketches because I'm like, oh, that's like Annie. And so that must be 
80. Like, that just must be who she is because she has these certain, like, mannerisms that come out. Anyway, she's just, like, so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so I love that they, they didn't end up getting coffee. It appears they got milkshakes. Uh, so I think, the fa- you know, the two of them were then in the park. They're chit-chatting, clearly flirting a little bit. But I, I, I did, you know, I stand, but I didn't let myself fully stand because I think – he was drawing a bit of a boundary. He's fresh mm-hmm. out of a six-year relationship. He was mm-hmm. clear that he wants to be single. And I was like, I just have, uh, the vibes aren't great. And to be very clear, guys, just as a reminder, Tookie and I watch one episode at a time, so we're not spoiling anything. This is purely, like, sincerely, I don't know anything that happens later mm-hmm. in the season. But I just got a vibe. I was like, oh, I don't know. I think that's going to be bad. Yeah, I don't I don't fully trust him right away. I don't, I who? Who trusts a man who bites thread off your skirt on the first hangout? Okay, I'm going to disagree. Um, I did make a note that I thought that that was extremely hot, and that was a very cool, hot move. Okay. So we will agree to disagree. (laughs) Okay, okay. Very fair. Very fair. I I loved Annie's, like, oh, you should have my number because we know each other, kind of. I was like, I was yelling at my screen, like, smooth, so smooth. Like, I was here for that. The the biting of the string, I was like, oh, okay. But, like, you know, some other man marked his territory, inadvertently marked his territory on that skirt, but... Have fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Oh, I didn't make that connection. <laughs> that's where I, that's where he lost me with that. Where like, that's kind of an intimate move and um, it has yet to go to the cleaners. But that's just me. I, I'm, I'm more aware of germs. Even more aware of germs. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. No, but I think to your point too, like I like the fact that she just was like, here's, let's let's text, let's talk. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of my favorite things about how they've treated Annie over the years is they have treated, you know, they, we talk about the body stuff. We talk about all of those things, but Mm -hmm. at the same time when she interacts with men like that, she doesn't ever lead with that. Like she's never sort of like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, she has that confidence. She has that assertiveness. She knows she deserves to be, loved and she deserves to be desired and she doesn't let like anything slow her down she's like yeah I think this dude's hot and we're vibing and like I'm gonna just ask him to like I'm gonna give him my number and I just think that's amazing we don't see that very often nope 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 all right so moving back over we got Fran and Emily um so thrilled to see that these two are still going hot and heavy like what a delightful pair of people so Mm -hmm. cute such a good dynamic I love that we got single Fran all of last season like independent like living her own life and then like when she was ready she settled into this seemingly healthy lovely like beautiful relationship that was built on friendship and it's fun to watch their juxtaposition of this what seems to be a healthy dynamic compared Mm -hmm. to Annie's parade of ding-dongs um it's just like kind of a nice nice side by side parade of ding-dongs I mean I, you know, I visualize that both as um, the string of very um, underdeveloped men that Annie has has been with and that, you know, and any woman of any age has been with over the course of her dating life and experience. And I also picture a bachelorette party happening. So, you know, a parade of ding-dongs. As someone who has... Um, unwittingly participated in a penis hat party Mm, been there been there we all have our own parade of ding dongs um Mm. i think that that's just you know she you know annie definitely has a parade of yes like 
she has a type. She likes a very tall, gangly gentleman. She likes an emotionally mm-hmm. stunted man. Um, mm. ooh, but yes, that, watching the, that sort of healthy relationship juxtaposed then was was really fun. So yeah, we got this nice little nice little intimate moment with them as well, which also like I just from a representation perspective is always great to see. Um, mm-hmm. It's like yeah, let's like everybody gets a sex scene. Come on, like let's all have our let's get our you know get ours so you know they had their moment in bed and then uh fran had uh, someone come over to get her, their her hair done at this oh point boy. i'm going to pass over the floor to my friend <laughs> my notes say tookie let me pass this to you who <laughs> <laughs> oh boy okay all right well first of all I, i'm still reeling from you describing her um taste in men as emotionally stunted oh stab all stab the act oh with the accuracy i just i'm still feeling that stab Okay. Uh, and now I'm back. Listen, listen, listen. Um, not to alienate a large portion of our audience, but in 2021, white women, you need to know better. You need to know better. Don't do, don't, she didn't, this character didn't even know who Bob Marley was. She's just like, I just, I just want dreadlocks. Like that'd be cute for you. Like, ugh. Oh, don't. I don't know. I don't know how anybody at this point could just think that that's okay on its own. Like the combination of all of the elements of that scene, not knowing who yeah. Marley was. She had friends in Berlin that all had dreadlocks. <sighs> the, the thing that really sort of wound me up as well is on top of just the sheer ignorance, Fran like was incredibly generous with her yes. emotional energy and was extremely kind and tried to gently explain to her why that was problematic, which she didn't, ha- she had no obligation to do that at all. None. Uh, and I think they wrote that really gingerly where they said, you know, they put Fran in this position to be as, as generous as possible with her emotional, you know, with her emotional space uh, and the fact that there was just no listening, there was no willingness to engage. And I think we like know a lot of people like that, especially it's become very visible in the last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, if this is not the full embodiment of somebody just showing their ass, crevasse and all, I just, I, you know, it, it's, and I've had to sit through um, a lot of conversations where somebody's being willfully ignorant. Like, I, very recently, uh, I did a project explaining uh, redlining and the lasting effects of it on communities and how the state basically manufactured poverty in black communities. Uh, and, and, you know, I've had to uh, engage in conversations with people prior where they're just like, well, no, that can't be the source of racism, blah, blah, blah. Like just trying to dismiss it in any way possible. Um, and it's like, no, you probably, you know, <clears throat> your viewpoint on plight of black, the plight of black neighborhoods and the, and the black collective uh, and, and um, anybody who is facing food insecurity Uh, financial insecurity, that sort of thing. Like a lot of times when you look at generational poverty, you think you, you're, you're conditioned to presume that these people did it to themselves when in fact it was, um, a, a a nasty byproduct of, um, the work of president Franklin, but my dick still worked though Roosevelt, because that's what he told his mistresses. Um, okay. I I don't want to give like a whole history spiel about, um, redlining, but you know, the, there was this thing where houses were under 
racial covenants where written into the language of deeds is like a covenant that you will not sell your property to a person of color or a Jewish person or a foreign born person. So it could have been like Irish or Italian immigrant, right? And the FHA, in order to um, ensure that, you know, the, that these people would make good on the loans that they had given out, uh, made like uh, there was a, a portion in the underwriting manual from the FHA that like, we will not give out loans to any areas marked red or hazardous. And a lot of times the criteria for hazardous areas were the presence of black people. Uh, <laughs> like it goes deep. It goes so deep. And like, if you broke the covenant and sold your property, like, you know, say you bought it from somebody who had it covenanted and then you're selling the house 30 years later. If you sell it to a person of co uh, color, you're both in breach of that contract and all the equity you built up in that home reverts to the original owner or their beneficiaries if they're no longer here. This is, I know your face right now. This is, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's not like, you know, people didn't try because this is this whole type of like, it's just hair is the same kind of pick up, pick up yourself from your bootstraps kind of energy. Because it's not like people didn't try. People took this kind of issue to the Supreme Court. There were people and families who tried to integrate and move into white neighborhoods, covenanted neighborhoods, and were obviously met with violence, right? Like people deface their houses, uh, attack their children. Like some, some, there was a family who had to get like a police escort for their daughter just to go to kindergarten because they moved into a white neighborhood. And, you know, and it, so I know I'm making like a huge, I'm bringing in a huge example here, but it goes so much deeper than hair. It's so much, it, and that's why it's so insulting because something like hair, right? It's not just hair for black women. Like Fran was trying to explain to this woman, like if she goes into any sort of environment with her hair done a certain way, she's unprofessional. She's ghetto. She, you know, she embodies everything every kind of negative stereotype possible um, that is imposed onto women of color specifically. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 okay, let me, let me calm, let me calm. Cause, cause, cause angry, angry ticky. I think that's so, no, always get words out. That was great though. And I think that that is, you know, obviously like I, I know some of that, a lot of that was new information as well. And, I think your observation is so, so on point that they kind of used this small interaction that seems, seems maybe seems small, but in reality, it's a, it's a microcosm of a much, much bigger scenario. And I think mm -hmm. by showing your hand in that way, um, you're showing that sort of connection, that connective tissue to that way of thinking that's still very prevalent today. And so, you know, it's not just hair. It's not just her ignorance in this matter. It's an it's an indication that this is a much you have a much different way of looking at the world. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a huge deal because, you know, these are <laughs> these are things in place as part of a larger system to keep a certain group of people down. It's, you know, and, and like what, even in the army where you can't, it, oh my gosh, there was a, an army sergeant, I think who managed to take a, a case to the Supreme court where, um, she advocated for natural hairstyles for black women to be acceptable in the army, like straight back cornrows or something. Cause in the army, they're like, okay, no kind of fancy designs, haircuts, whatever. 
your hair needs to um, be worn naturally as it grows out of your head, but they expect you to straighten your hair if you have a certain type of curl pattern or coil, coily hair. And it's like, just say you, <laughs> just say you don't like black hair. Like what? what? Okay, you, if the wig, like if you wear a wig in the army, it's supposed to match your natural hair texture, but they won't accept Afro textured wigs. It's like what? What? What, what do you want? So it's not just hair. And I I think exactly. And I think those are just some examples. There's obviously like full documentaries on this you can watch. There's so much information about Mm -hmm. how this shows up again and again and again as a tool of oppression. And um, it's not just hair. If it's if you're living in the world 2021 and you still are making the argument that it's just hair, you're not listening. You're intentionally Mm -hmm. not listening. You're making a choice to to not know. Uh, You're making a choice to not understand at this point. Um, And I think they illustrated that all of that kind of beautifully in this little like 60 second scene um it was very clear that you know emily knew that this was much more serious you saw her come into the room like pretty quickly and try to support Mm -hmm. i thought the way that emily pushed that girl out like physically sort of got that girl out of the room i was like all right show up you know what i mean like i thought there was Mm -hmm. they they said a, a lot they really told the story in that short little scene um and I thought that that was really, um, really well done. Yeah. And the grace that Frank, uh, Fran gives her um, is, I think, um, also, <laughs> it really spoke to me in terms of having been in the situation where I kind of have to, I wouldn't say shrink myself, but really like make sure that I am tempered in a way. Like I'm very calm. It's like, it's like, um, What's her Cheryl Underwood's interaction with Sharon stank ass Sharon Osborne, um, <laughs> where where you know she just asked her a question, and of course Sharon is the one allowed to freak the f out, but Cheryl has to play it cool or else she's labeled an angry black woman. You know, it's and it's so you have to suppress a lot of emotion and a lot of pain where you. Um, really want to just lay into somebody, but you can't because it it's only like in a nutshell, black women, uh, aren't, or at least weren't prior to, I don't know, like a month ago, <laughs> allowed to express the full spectrum of human emotion. Like, like we're not allowed to, f- to feel those things, at least not publicly. Right. Like it, it's a, it's a long ongoing thing. So in seeing Fran deal with that, customer the way that she did I I was like oof been there felt that I know what it's like to have to like like for me now when it comes to like oh let me not get riled up let me not get angry it's so that I can oh pardon I'm I'm okay listeners I'm just dehydrated okay it's just (laughs) I found out I found out um Chet Hanks announced it might be white boy summer and I have just been Oh no. <laughs> like I have just yeah, like I'm just I am I I've been sweating since. So I'm very dehydrated, I'm very ashy, I'm okay, I'm not sick. So so anyway, back to where I was. So for me when it's like when I collect myself and try not to get too angry, it's so that I make sure that I'm not like Arr! because when I'm at Arr! I um English is my second language. So I just want to make sure I have words, <laughs> but for a but in a lot of the cases, you know, when when faced in this kind of attack situation, because this woman was basically attacking Fran with her level of ignorance, 
you know, you can't go on the defensive without, as a black woman, you can't really go on the defensive without some sort of stigma or label being attached to you. And it's just really, ugh, it's so infuriating. And so that whole scene touched mm, several nerves for your girl. I, I think the last, I think you put all of that really, really beautifully. And I'm, I'm really grateful to you for opening up in that way and sort of sharing all of that because I think that's really valuable um, perspective and I'm grateful to you for sharing that. I think the, the only other thing I wanted to add was that I think, you know, Lolly as an actress, mm-hmm. she conveyed all of that through so little, right? Like she, like that was very clear to the audience yes. that she was making a choice to say, I don't want to come across as the angry black woman. I don't want to be mm-hmm. like you know, perceived in that way. And mm-hmm. so she had to make the decision to, like, suppress herself. And that came across in just those, like, three or four lines. And I think that, like, that was really powerful and beautiful to watch. Yeah. And I really hope, I mean, ugh, I was so thoroughly convinced by that girl's performance. And I really hope she's not like that in real life. I'm sure Bye. she's a lovely human, but uh, that was that was a very good performance on her part, too, because we do. We all know we've all spoken with somebody who, like that, yeah. you know, who's you're trying to have these conversations and they just. Well, it's just this. It's just hair. It's just mm-hmm. why are you making it about race? Why is it? How, we all know that person. And so it's mm-hmm. very easy to draw that connection. And she's definitely named Sienna. As soon as they said the name Sienna, I was like, mm, yeah, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> Um, any, and I think this is really a really good discussion. Tucky, thank you. Is there anything else that you wanted to add on this t- this scene before we before we move on from this? Um, if you're white, no one's telling you <laughs> that. Literally, this whole nation is built on the premise of white being acceptable. No one's telling you you're unacceptable, but you should find it unacceptable to um, wear hairstyles that are mainly associated with people of a certain ethnicity or race, especially if you have no direct connection to or understanding of that. And if you're not invited to participate in that or including the people who originated that in your little endeavor, right? Okay, please, no more boxer braids. Your hair is not meant to do certain styles and that's okay, okay? Rachel Dolezal has no edges and that's for a reason. Okay, don't, don't just just do okay like suave and vo5 are here for you please don't touch the shea moisture it's just not like out of respect just out of respect be a better ally it's incredibly easy to just not it's like you just just don't you know what i mean there's so many things that just don't and it's not that hard to just not you know that's the easiest part Yes, so, you can you can appreciate the beauty of some things, but some things are not for you. I absolutely love kabuki theater. I think it's beautiful, but am I going to go? No, 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 no. Appreciate, but not going to do it, especially if I'm not invited to participate. And that's that. I think that's I think that's it. Um, all right. So move, we got a couple more minutes left of the show. A couple more yes. quick things I wanted to make sure we talk about. Um, I think after the scene, we had this lovely, I like how they do this on the show. They have these lovely little debriefs 
back at the apartment with with Fran and Annie and sort of whoever mm-hmm. whichever other friends are around and you know this is just kind of a, a little recap of what's been going on in in their days and I I just wanted to say that I I would honestly watch like an additional 24 minute episode of mm. just these people like sh- sh- shooting the shit and like riffing about what happened in their day because again whether it's writing or improv I think it's probably a mix of both the way that it's written and performed is so natural and it's like hanging out with that funniest group of friends that are just like mm. cracking jokes in such a funny way and not even trying um and it's just like delightful to watch like i just have so much fun and i would love to see like extended cuts of just them shooting the shit yeah i i just love the collective of humans they've um procured what's the word for that <laughs> they assembled? Just, they just assembled yes i like that yeah this is like a bomb ass collection of people. And I, I want to be in that friend group. Like it's rarely, it, it's rare where you see a show where you're like, I want to be in that. Like, like, like I'd watch 30 Rock or Parks and Recreation. I'd be like, I don't want to be in that shit. I want to be in this friend group watching actual friends, the show. I don't want to be part of that shit, but I want to be in this friend group. That's a really good observation. There aren't many shows that you actually want to be in that group of people, but this one I would, I would want to be in this group as well. I had the same exact thought watching this episode was I was like, Mm -hmm. is it weird that I just like want to hang out with these people? Like that seems so much fun. (laughs) So anyway, they had a nice little lovely scene. Again, their apartment's beautiful. We've talked about that in previous episodes. We don't need to rehash it again, but it's just like such a fantasy little like, late 20s early 30s apartment it's just beautiful um so you know at the end of the scene annie mentions that she made a 7 30 a.m gyno appointment which oi, uh oi. fresh puss but again that feels like too early again it's like me watching this first scene during my lunch break at work like some things just don't need to happen that early in the day so uh Annie goes to the gyno. I wanted to save a couple minutes to make sure we touch on this because this was also quite a hefty uh, topic that mm-hmm. they they touched on in a very, very short amount of time. So we we see her sit in with this new gyno. She does a quick pap smear. It seems they've only been together for about five minutes. And this doctor, unprompted, recommends that Annie gets a gastric bypass uh, surgery. How I have never... Sense? Listen, I... What, what was her name? Doctor what? I didn't didn't make a note of it. I didn't feel like it was important. Yeah. (laughs) But this is another one of those you raggedy bitch moments because I I almost choked her through the screen. I promise you. (laughs) I almost choke whoever wrote the copy on that pamphlet through the screen. Smaller body, bigger. Mm, mm, mm. The rage right now. A lot of rage. A lot of rage. Um, I think that this probably struck a nerve with a lot of viewers and a lot of our listeners as well, who are you know consider them part of consider themselves part of the fat community. Um, I think that's something that we have all faced in different forms. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. not just this specific example, but the difficulties of being somebody who is you know clinically medically overweight. Um, and trying to get yourself proper medical care, you know, ever, you know, this really had me thinking, like, since I was, I think, 16, I remember is the first mm. time doctors told me that I should lose weight. And like, I mean, <sighs> looking back, like, I was, I wasn't even really an overweight 16 year old, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of yeah. crazy. And, and that really 
you know, contributed to that like diet culture mentality. It contributed to all these toxic thoughts that you have. And, um, you know, oftentimes women who are in that overweight category can't get proper medical care because you go in and you are told, mm-hmm. um, well, you should just lose weight and then that'll probably fix the problem. That's Ugh. a big problem for, you know, I think women especially and especially black women. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. compounded with other issues as well. And so this feeling of like not being sort of respected as a human in that medical environment, I think really rung true for me. And I imagine rung true for a lot of people who are listening as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've definitely Okay, well, well. Here's a th- here's here's some information. Um BMI is a trash metric <laughs> and it's totally false. But your girl has been sitting at 30 for at least hmm 4 years. BMI of about 30, which is like just on the line of abyss. Uh <laughs> despite being at one point a size 8, a 1 point a 12, at one point a 10 whatever. Right. Um, but BMI is a trash metric, but, um, it, uh, got you, you know, it'll get you a vaccine earlier. I was going (laughs) to say there was a lot of talk in, you know, the, the fat communities and the, you know, sort of influencers in that space that I follow on social media during that time when they opened it up to, to, you know, folks above a certain BMI and people saying, look, that that BMI has fucked your it, it has fucked you over your whole met you know your whole mm-hmm. life dealing with medical professionals you know maybe it's not going to make your your encounter with COVID worse but you know what it will make worse you're dealing with the doctors and you're dealing with the <laughs> medical system and so if they're going to give it to you take it and and yeah that's how I, I got my I, I'm I'm fully vaxxed baby I'll take <laughs> it I'm fat asthmatic give me that shit that's fine what the the perks right but, but also but also. But also, where were all the, it's for your health, people, when <laughs> when uh, an opportunity opened up for the health of people over a certain BMI? Hmm, where was that energy? Yeah. Sienna. Yep, exactly. Exactly. She would definitely be somebody who's concerned about your health. So <sighs> I, I, I like that they told that story. Again, this was a, a situation where they, they touched a really, really massive issue with just sort of mm-hmm. a quick, I think, like 90 second scene. Um, but I think a lot of us have been in that situation. I mean, God, just sitting in that seat with your friggin' your feet in the stirrups, you know what I mean? Oy. Have someone be like, based on nothing, based on nothing. Like that was not, she hadn't, you know, I think Annie said this, like you haven't, we didn't do any tests. You have no reason no. To, to say this. Oh yeah, but you'll be healthier. Like the amount of judgment, Get like you f- feel this big, you feel so small when someone talks to you like that. And yeah. like, I just, I, my, my heart went out for her. I felt that viscerally in my bones. And I think a lot of other people probably did as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been there. It's lifelong. My my own pediatrician was like, oh, you'd, you'd be so cute if you lost weight. Oh, and I'm, God. I can't do her accent. It was very, like, it was a very silky accent. But, you, you know, if you lost some weight. Like, the fact that we talk to children like that is just yeah. unbelievable. So that was that was pretty heavy. I, I felt... Uh, watching Annie scream at her through the car window. I felt very like visceral about that as well. I was like, sweet. And to see the AirPods in, I was just like, oh no. But it was also super relatable to watch her just recoil and be like, never mind. (laughs) I only had the guts to scream this once. um, But hopefully that gave her a little bit of healing at least to have that moment. 
I didn't know what whether I hated that doctor more or her AirPods more because like I'd have a problem with the AirPod people who take selfies with the AirPods in. I judge you. What is it? Why is that a flex? Why is you hurting your own hearing a flex? Explain. I don't. It's true. People, there was a whole AirPods culture. That was a whole thing. Now, you know, no, no one commutes. You know, we're not commuting anymore. So no one's, you know, it's fine. It's over. Um, in my mind, I've switched back <laughs> to, corded, to corded headphones because I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't have to charge them. So that's me. Um, anyway, so my last thought on this ap- episode broadly was when we hit the credits uh, and I saw that Carrie Brownstein yeah. directed and I, yes. that totally aligns. Like I just, I think she's directed a handful of other episodes. She's been involved in the show since the beginning, but um, there was something like when you see that credits, those credits roll, you just go, oh, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> Definitely her directorial vision. And I peeped that Lindy West may or may not have written the episode. Oh, I missed that one. I got so distracted by Carrie Brownstein. That's interesting. I was curious, you know, how how involved that she's been in through these like through this final season as well. Um, so I love that. Um, nice. Go ahead. I think I don't hate. I do, but I don't hate the fact that it's six episodes only that they're giving us this season. Just because. Is it six? Um, I thought it was eight. I don't know, I but I feel it. It's truncated, but. I don't hate that just because they're cramming so much story into 30 minutes and so effectively. Yeah. The way that they're telling these stories, I think, especially we saw in this episode, like this, the light touch way that they're handling each of these. I think in previous seasons, it's felt more like, okay, this episode, we're talking about this issue. And this episode, Mm -hmm. we're talking about something else. This already felt like a little bit more of just, we're going to kind of gently touch on a lot of things and say a lot through not saying that much and, you know, leaving space for that, that beautiful sort of, interpersonal dialogue that they're so great at in this show that like light that levity that humor through just you know roommates walking around the house together like the way they do that's really beautiful but also I just um I want to thank whoever wrote uh that final piece of dialogue for Annie because you you in that moment spoke for every woman who's ever wanted to cuss out her doctor it's so true that was it was like freeing to hear that I think to a certain degree and again because you know not to sound like a broken record but like those are stories that we're not seeing told and so it's just really kind of amazing to see that in a television show and be like oh okay yeah other people deal with this and it fucking sucks and it hurts my feelings and it's just kind of therapeutic to watch Mm -hmm. for sure uh this was a good uh season opener i loved it i'm excited this was good I'm excited. So we're uh, we'll be back with uh, with more soon, and we're gonna recap each episode. And we're so excited to uh, bring this home with you guys. Wrap up the final season with a show that we love so much. Uh, it's meant a lot to us, and um, and we love sharing it with you guys. So, yeah. uh, quick wrap wrap up plugs. If you could leave us a quick uh, review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast, that really helps. Um, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at loudwomenpod. You can email us at loudwomenpod at gmail. Uh, if you have any thoughts, feedback, um, positive or negative, you can send it to the email, and we'll uh, we'll read some of them potentially on the show. Um, but if negative, like not abusive, thanks. Just gently, we can take it. We can take constructive criticism as long as it's constructive. Um, so you can follow us in the meantime on social media. I'm at hi, this is Marissa. And Tookie in the last year has really just like beefed up her Instagram. You know, she used to hate Instagram, but now she's all over it. You know, I don't know. Listen, Instagram is a bootleg ass little flea market online. That's why the app <laughs> keeps crashing. Why are you trying to sell me dog t-shirts that look like peen? But, um, 
I am on Instagram and I figured out how to use stories. <laughs> I, I remember teaching you, I think when we kicked off last season, I, I tried to get you to do a promotional Instagram story. And I think the video was just you going, I don't know how to do Instagram stories. Is this, am I doing it? And we just posted that and there it is. So this is growth. Tookie Monster, T-O-O-K-Y, Monster. Uh, on Twitter and on Instagram and uh, you know drop us a line we love hearing from you guys and um, we'll talk to you soon any last words of wisdom Tookie um more embrace of the fupa always and less germs words to live by more fupa less germs fewer germs less germs (laughs) goodbye everyone (laughs) bye